This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, week four of the NFL regular season, it starts tonight. It's the Bengals and the Dolphins, Thursday night football in Cincinnati. The Colts have to wait until Sunday to start up their week four. They host the Tennessee Titans at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts come in 1-1-1. One, one, and one. The Titans are 1-2. and two. They're coming off their first win of the season, just like the Colts in week number three. Good to be with you tonight. I'm Matt Taylor. I'm joined by J.J. Stangovitz from Colts.com tonight with us on the horn. We're talking Colts football for the next 15 minutes or so. J.J., how are we doing tonight, man? What's going on? Doing great. Um, kid got uh, third round of ear tubes today. Oh, man. <laughs> so, oh, man. Any, par- any parents of uh, oh. infants or toddlers out there know what we're going through, but dude, little little man's a champ, and yeah. uh, we are working through it, and hopefully this means the end of chronic ear infection. Yeah, I know that's – you've been battling that for a while, but uh, he's in good spirits. He's doing all right then, yes? He's doing great, yeah. He got, a, he got French fries and a donut today, so <laughs> it's been a great day for him. Yeah, that's that's a net win, I think. You get to stay home with mom and dad and, and hang out, eat junk food, and that's that's a great day if you're four years old right there. No doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, JJ. Well, we'll get you out of here. We're going to talk some Colts football because uh, I know you got some uh, more important things to do. The Colts have an important game coming up on Sunday. It's I know it's listen, it's one of 17 games. But I still think it's one of the biggest games of the year, considering it's Tennessee. They've been so good in the AFC South lately under Mike Vrabel. They've won 11 of their last 13 AFC South games. Plus, the Colts, they've lost three in a row, four of the last five here in the series. Everybody kind of knows what time it is. Everybody knows who the opponent is this weekend. How are the Colts treating this game psychologically going in, trying not to psych themselves up too much, but also knowing that this is a big game, but still yet one of 17? Yeah, you know, and and Matt, you know how the Colts approach these things, where they, they try not to get too high or too low with any game. But with this game in particular, when you get the Titans at home, the team that's won the division the last two years, and you feel like they are the team that you need to get through to go win the AFC South. Now, it's early in the season. You don't know if that will wind up being Jacksonville by the end of the year. Um, you, th- this game carries a lot of importance and a lot of urgency to it. And it's not, I don't want to say the Colts are, you know, like dialing up the urgency and they are, they are, you know, going all in on winning this game because that's not how this team operates. This team operates with a very steady approach to things in a very steady process and that comes from head coach frank reich but the impression i get from players is that hey we know we haven't beat tennessee you know everyone kind of, like you said matt everyone kind of knows what what time of day it is here um this is a team that is highly motivated to go out and put their best on film against the tennessee titans go out and take a game at home and and get your first afc south win that's important and and of course then you know you start thinking about where you are in the division, it's maybe a little too early for that. But, look, uh, until the Titans are dethroned, they are the team to beat in the right, AFC South. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is how the Colts are looking at it this week. J.J. Stankovitz right there from Colts.com. I'm Matt Taylor. This is the Colts Daily Update tonight. So, on that sideline, you've got Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. On the opposite sideline, Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans. These are two of the latest winners of the NFL rushing uh, triple crown. Henry's back this year. Uh, he's averaging just three and a half yards per carry so far this season. And as you know, J.J., the Colts have the top-ranked rushing defense in the NFL so far. In fact, they've only allowed one running back 
to go over 50 yards in a game this season. That was James Robinson in week two against uh, with Jacksonville. So what is your confidence level in the Colts' ability to keep Henry in check and win this game up front and take away the strength of the Titans? Well, look, I think anybody in that locker room is going to tell you, you throw those stats out the window with Derrick Henry coming into this game in a division game. Uh, no one is looking at Derrick Henry as a running back who's averaging 3.6 yards per carry this season. They're looking at him as Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in the NFL. And that mentality, I mean, the Colts have done a good job against Derrick Henry. Uh, at least, you know, last year, he was not very efficient. I know he went over 100 yards in that first game. I think he had 113 yards, but it took him 28 carries to get there. Yeah. It was not an efficient day for Derrick Henry. And then the game where he got hurt in week eight was even worse you know, in terms of efficiency. So I think the Colts are looking at it as they need to keep that same mentality, that same mindset. I thought Shaquille Leonard said something really interesting on Thursday, Mayday, where he said that, you know, the mentality of stopping the run and that being kind of the bedrock of this defense, even though it's a new defensive coordinator with Gus Bradley taking over for Matt Eberflus, that has remained. And the, the players here, Grover Stewart, Bobby O'Karake, uh, DeForest Buckner, Shaq, Zaire Franklin, all those guys, come in with the mentality of, hey, we're going to stop the run first, and we're going to try to make you beat us by throwing it and make you one-dimensional because we think our secondary is pretty good and our pass rush is pretty good. The, the Colts' run defense has been unbelievable this year. It, it, that You mentioned that stat about James Robinson. He's the only running back to have a carry of 10 or more yards against the Colts all mm-hmm. season. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had seven carries for a net of zero yards mm-hmm. last week. Nothing. I mean, it, it's been remarkable. And then you look at what some of these teams have done when they haven't played the Colts rush defense and they've been good Washington averaged like 6.8 yards per carry or uh, excuse me Jacksonville averaged 6.8 yards per carry in week one against Washington and and then they tore up the LA Chargers in week three mm-hmm. so the Colts it's not because the Colts are playing some bad rushing offenses their run defense is just really good so this is a strength against strength when you look at the Colts run defense against Derrick Henry and we'll see what wins out on Sunday. Yeah, let's let's say for hypothetical purposes, let's say the Colts can get there. If the Colts can win on first and second down and stop the run, can they stop that passing game? Because the Titans, as you said, it hasn't been Derrick Henry the last couple of games. It's been A.J. Brown with the explosive plays. Can the Titans win down the field in this passing game against the Colts? Because they traded A.J. Brown during the draft. Can Traylon Burks, who's a rookie out of Arkansas, can Robert Woods, can those guys beat the Colts in the passing game if they are good enough in the running game? Well, that's that step one is you know having questions about that Titans pass-catching group because they lost, as you said, a ton of juice with A.J. Brown. I mean, you remember that 57-yard completion he had, the touchdown, right, right after Tyquan Lewis uh, had that just, I mean, one of the worst spates of luck I've ever seen in professional sports, catching the interception, blowing out his knee, fumbling it. Um, but but that's that's one part of it. The pass catchers. The other part, Matt, is the Titans' offensive line. It's kind of been chipped away at the last couple of years uh, from being a really really top group in the NFL to now you know Roger Saffold's not there anymore. Taylor Taylor Luan is out for the season as their left tackle. You know you got some young guys like Nicholas Pettit Petit Frere uh, on that line, and I think the Colts feel like and they should feel like that if you get Tennessee into third and longs and you force Ryan Tannehill to have to get the ball to these receivers that you can get after him a little bit. You can get him under pressure, and you can force him to make a mistake or two that could wind up being an interception or a fumble and, and hit the you know get those takeaways that the Colts defense has kind of lacked a little bit 
in the first three weeks of the season. So it's all kind of it all kind of works together. But look, if the Titans are in third and three, they're probably going to wind up having more success than if they are in third and seven, third and eight. Mm-hmm. That's where the Colts feel like they can really get after this team. No question about it. JJ Stangovitz from Colts.com. I'm Matt Taylor. This is the Colts Daily Update tonight on a Thursday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. It's the Colts and Titans 1 o'clock kickoff on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium, and you can hear the game right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. JJ on Colts.com tonight and heading into the weekend, what are you writing about before this big game in week four? So I've been writing about this a little bit. It's on my Colts mailbag that's on Colts.com right now, Uh, and I also wrote about it a little bit in my practice notebook from Wednesday, but this narrative that the Colts offensive line is just playing like absolute garbage, it's lazy. It's not accurate. The Colts offensive line, when they get in one-on-one situations, they're winning quite a bit. The Colts have the fourth lowest pressure rate in the NFL. The problem is that when teams are getting pressure on the Colts, they're hitting home with blitzes. So I wrote about what those fixes are, what it means for this team going forward, and frankly, why having issues with communication in week four is much better than having issues with talent in week four. So go check those out on Colts.com. Indeed. J.J. Stangovitz, man. Thanks for the time, as always, buddy. Enjoy football tonight, and uh, best of luck to those uh, to those kiddos, man. Get them healthy, get them happy, and uh, we'll see you on the pregame show on Sunday. All right. Appreciate you as always, mate. Thanks. You got it. J.J. Stangovitz right there. Follow his work online, Colts.com, and the Colts mobile app. And while you're there, Check out all of the Colts content this week. The official Colts podcast, Inside Football with Rick Venturi is there. Player interviews, Know Your Foe with Teron Davenport, who covers the Titans for ESPN.com. It's all for you on the website and the Colts audio network. For J.J. Stangovitz, I'm Matt Taylor. Instant Replay is next, and thanks for listening to the Colts Daily Update on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.